Hi, welcome back. I'm Ron Cisco, and this is Focus. You know, this week I wanted to talk about something that's been on my mind for a little while. I think most of my podcasts start that way. It's definitely something that seems more like victim blaming when I think about it out loud. But the truth is, we have this passive voice, and we've learned to discover that, I think, over the years. I remember the first time I got told to do it, I think it was in middle school. It was middle school or elementary school. And I remember uh, we, were, we were doing a conflict management, conflict resolution class. I think it was a class. It was a short class. It was just a couple of days. And they were trying to teach us how to deal with conflicts without escalating them. And I understand the purpose of it. The problem is it taught us all how to stop saying what we mean and to try and start saying how we feel. That certainly makes sense when, you, when you're talking about a sixth grader, because a sixth grader has no idea how they feel, much less how to explain how they feel or how the situation is, is affecting them. All, all they can use is emotions. This makes me feel angry. And you're also supposed to use words like feel. This makes me feel angry. This makes me feel upset. This makes me feel sad. Because you'd never say, this makes me feel happy because you weren't in the conflict. That's not what they were trying to teach you to, to, to do. Unfortunately, it's created a, a mentality. And I don't know if this goes back beyond previous generations because I, I never really listened to it before. I know that I grew up in a family where conflict was met head on and we just kind of learned how to communicate that way. We all had fights usually over the dinner table. We watched TV. Everybody was fine by the end of the night. And that's just kind of how we settled things. And I know that that's not a standard thing. Again, in case you haven't been listening for a while, uh, my, my parents are both immigrants. So they, they have very different cultural expectations of how to conduct yourself. It becomes very frustrating because it never feels like anyone is saying what they mean. It, it always feels like people are trying to soften the blow. Well, I feel like that makes me... Well, I think that... Well, I, 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 I just... Want to, you know, you say words like just and feel like and think that and, and maybe and instead of being direct about your feelings, you want to leave a padding there that says, well, maybe I'm wrong, but don't take it out on me. I understand the mentality. I understand not wanting to outwardly hurt someone else's feelings, but the truth is the fact that you're in that situation in the first place means that you're not communicating something correctly. Or you're on the verge of not communicating something correctly. Because when you say, I just think that you should take me into consideration. What are you saying? How about stop ignoring me? I'm, I'm a human being. I don't believe that you're paying attention to me. That's, that's better, right? I don't, in my mind, I don't believe that means I don't hold the belief, not I think that maybe it's possible that yada, yada, yada. I don't believe you. I think you could be wrong. I think you could be misleading me. I don't believe you. What a difference the formulation of those words means. When you soften the blow of your words, you soften the blow of your feelings. And I understand that there is definitely something to be said for being diplomatic. But the truth of the matter is, when people don't understand the intensity of your feelings, it becomes overwhelming. 
when you're when you're just left behind. I think that I'm not being considered here. And then they just say, no, we're definitely paying attention to you. We're definitely considering you. And then you just get dismissed anyway. I don't believe that I am being considered here. Changes the feeling, changes the intensity, changes how you are an active member of this. Instead of doing the thinking, you are not being considered. See, it, it ends up being kind of a, a weird amalgamation of what's appropriate and what's not. I think, and I'm, I'm saying that on purpose, I think that it's possible to have both. To be open to being wrong, like right now, I think that it's possible to be open to being wrong and still maintain the ability to speak for yourself, to stand up for yourself, to say, this is how I expected it. This is how it is. I don't appreciate the results. One of the things that I've preached about since the beginning of this podcast is to be more compassionate. I don't think that this falls out of line of being compassionate. It's not, it's not the opposite of that, to want to be heard, to want to be considered, to have your feelings and to have your thoughts be manifest without some sort of padding to make them more appealing to people. This is one of those things that I've watched happen over time where we spend time trying to be diplomatic instead of communicating directly. And while, yes, it will probably lead to hurt feelings, getting your point across more quickly doesn't change the way you feel. And it doesn't change the way someone is going to be upset about you speaking up in the first place. And that's the truth. People get upset when you speak up. People get, they don't, they don't like to be told that they're wrong or inconsiderate or racist or what, whatever you can come up with. They, they, they don't want to hear it because in their own mind, the world was working fine until you've said something. It's also entirely possible that they weren't inconsiderate or wrong or racist or sexist or whatever. But, but until you have that dynamic confrontation all you have is a minor sparring of words. Instead of having a conflict and a debate or a war, instead of those things, you have a minor, minor scuffle in which pe people both walk away saying, well, let's agree to disagree. I get frustrated when trying to communicate with people who don't have the same ideology as I do, not because we can't have a good discussion. It's entirely possible to have a good discussion and to hold each other accountable for arguments, and, and still respect each other at the end of the day. Unfortunately, so much, it fit, so much of what's being said feels like it's thinly veiled now. And you can't tell if somebody really feels that way or if they're just covering up for, for some deeper feelings. A lot of what we delve into when we talk about psychology, and I know this was something we talked about in high school psychology, so I only imagine that they expound upon it quite a bit in college, but there's definitely different sequences of communication based on what kind of person you are. Although we've broken everything down into the introvert, extrovert, I know that things are so much more complicated and there's a scale there, which is exactly why it doesn't make sense to confine yourself to one form of communication or much less one form of enjoying yourself. Personally, I don't like personality tests. I think that they're a complete waste of time. They, they might give you some insight to why you do something, but at the end of the day, all it does is change your mind about whether or not it's possible 
to change something about you. Much like last week's episode when we talked about being competitive and whether or not it's something that is, should be valued in our society. Someone would just look at their scores and some personality and test and say, well, I'm just competitive. That's, that's who I am. And in the same way, if you speak with a passive voice constantly, you probably have relegated yourself to the idea that you're incapable of expressing yourself directly, mostly for want of not stirring the pot. We've all run into those things. I know for a fact that I generally trend toward being more outgoing. So most people would say, well, that makes you an extrovert. And that's fairly true, I guess. I'm also saddled with this, this feeling that I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or discomfort them. And I know that a lot of that has to do with the way I grew up, not just because of, you know, like, we, we were taught to just argue, but at the same time, we were, we were taught that you needed to be considerate. And, uh, and uh, it, was a, it was a complicated lesson to learn. Needless to say, I didn't do it well. As a, as a human being, I like conflict. As a, as a person, I enjoy, I, I enjoy the adversarial nature of conflict. That there is one side and another side. And that you know, there's, there's some sort of competition. And that one of you will win and one of you will lose. Or both of you will lose. No one ever really has an everyone wins situation. Because of this really weird, indelicate balance, I find myself really distracted by things like politics where people are never saying what they mean or people will say what they mean completely uneducated with their position. Or worse, even if everyone is completely educated in their position, you have a third party making things up. And then for some reason, you are expected to, to treat that third party and they're completely making everything up. They're, they've created their own facts. They don't bring any real information to the table. And we have to treat them equally. We have to, we have to look at them and say, okay, well, your, your opinion is just as valid as our facts. And that makes no sense. And the reason we do that is because we're trying not to offend people. And part of that is wanting to not have egg on your face because you have brought facts, but you maybe are not as sure of those facts as a person who's just made them up. Of course, they're sure of the facts. They just created them. They know what their numbers are. Makes plenty of sense. But now what do you do? Now do you call that person out? You have to. You have to call that person out. You have to say, no, I don't, I don't think your opinion actually counts here because you're not rooted in reality. And for some reason, we don't do that. And it's that, that position. I want to I call it a position of weakness. And I, I don't mean that in a, a negative way. I'm not calling people weak for feeling this way or for acting this way. But, but that position of weakness, not, not understanding that when you bring facts, you need to stand your ground and that you can't consider things that are not facts as part of this conversation. This is just an example again. I'm not, I'm not telling you how to live your life. But the fact that nobody has stood up and said, no, well, nobody on a grand stage has stood up and said, no, you're, you're, you're actually just making these things up. And no one's held those people accountable. That speaks to the weakness of that all-inclusive communication. That speaks to how ineffectual it is to, to say things like, I think that, or perhaps it is, or maybe. I know that it's not the same as speaking about your feelings. I get that. I know that when you feel a certain way, it's immutable. You know how you feel, or at least I hope you know how you feel. But, but you can express that without doubt. This is how I feel. 
versus when you've done the research, when you when you've come up with facts, when you've done everything you can to support your position, you're always worried that maybe you hadn't done enough or maybe there was something you'd missed. There's definitely an understanding of of um, an impermanence in that that kind of information. And as long as you're willing to be open to change and be open to the fact that you may be wrong, it makes plenty of sense to make definitive statements, to say, this is what I believe, versus I think that this is what I believe. Politics and passion have never been separated by much, especially in the United States. Uh, although, you know, I, I can't even make that s statement definitively, actually. Um, when I think about it, you know, our, our politicians don't hit each other, <laughs> which is uh, something that happens in other countries. Not necessarily saying that they're any more civil, but, but the violence is usually contained to newspapers and, and press junkets. But the violence certainly occurs in the populace and things like uh, bombing abortion clinics or burning down churches or lynching or any 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 uh, violent expression uh, against the status as it's changing, um, especially in the course of history of our country. Those, those things are definitely impassioned and dealt with on a personal basis. Anyone who's familiar with the works of Lin-Manuel Miranda may remember Hamilton. And um, despite how you may or may not feel about the uh, historical inaccuracies in Hamilton, one thing that was clear is that pol politics, politics, politics have always been a very passionate subject, whether it had been about your First Amendment rights, women's suffrage, or, or even the taxation of, of whiskey. Principle has been a cornerstone of our government since the beginning of, of its formation. And in that same way, uh, Alexander Hamilton lost his life in a duel about politics. It was much more personal than that. But at the end of the day, it was politics that got personal or that started personal and became politics and became more personal. The things that Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton had published about each other were scathing. Even today, if you were to read it, you would, you would find it absolutely, absolutely scathing. But the reality of, of feelings and politics is that regardless of what you have for facts, emotion goes hand in hand. And it's something that we need to declare ourselves more specifically on. We all have those friends who do it, obviously, and we're, we're not huge fans of it when it happens, when there's a huge argument on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram about someone's policies. And, and you're just like, wait, hold on, chill out a second. Why are you so upset about this? But at the same time, why aren't you upset about this? It's one of those civility measures. We always worry about where we're coming down on something. You very likely have a position, and you probably don't speak out because you don't want to rock the boat. I don't disagree with you. I don't engage in those things either. The truth of the matter is, having an argument on Facebook is worthless. The person you're trying to change the mind of isn't going to change their mind, and they're never going to change your mind in that forum. It doesn't matter what research you present. It doesn't matter what, what facts. That other person has committed themselves to this position. And that doesn't always appeal to politics. That, that could be literally anything. As a person who shoots, 
a lot. Uh, there are tons of opinions about what guns to use or what, what parts or what ammo. And everyone will, will become very upset about something. I actually saw on Twitter, um, one, of the, one of the YouTube channels that I follow called SNES Drunk was talking about, um, in one of his videos, about the NES being like the most important console of its generation. And somebody who is an Amiga fan, an Amiga is a, an old computer system, if for anybody who's not familiar with it, an Amiga fan, it came out and insulted him for, for liking the NES, even though that it's definitive, like the NES was the best console of its generation. There's, there's no argument about that. It has nothing to do with graphics or, or, or game quality. It's, it's what everyone played. But he said, he said some mean things about this. He, he, it, was, it was just unbelievable. It just came out of nowhere. This person was a ticking time bomb of emotions when it came to the Amiga being unappreciated. And then it's interesting to watch somebody explode like that. And to kind of relate this all back to where we started from, that kind of feeling, no matter how innocuous, no matter how stupid the subject, is something that wells up in us. And when we don't feel like we've been heard, we, we explode. That's kind of a problem. And I think that's what's happened today in our climate, not just politically, but for the most part, politically is where you see it. People have been unable to communicate effectively, and now instead of being able to have legitimate, reasonable conversations about something, we have people who are willing to say what they feel, everyone else who is willing to try to impart a position, but they don't do so in a, in a strong manner. And I think that's created that, that environment of, of explosiveness. If you've ever done improv, you know that one of the things that they teach you is to say yes to yourself. It's important to say yes and to the situation because that helps you develop the, the, the situation, the, the environment, the, the characters. It helps you. As long as you're saying, yes, we can keep doing this, you can, you can evolve something. And as long as you say yes to yourself, you're, you're feel, you feel brave enough to, to, to create something, to encounter something, to grow, to, to become a better performer. Now, however you may, may feel about improv, it's, it's important to note that those people are so intensely creative and they do so on, on the drop of a dime because they trust themselves to be able to make decisions. Some of those decisions are, are small. Some of those are, you know, making sure that you, you take care of yourself, making sure that you've given yourself a little extra time in the morning, make, making sure that you, you are um, uh, providing for yourself in a way that isn't just financial or food related. But some of those are huge changes. Sometimes those, those changes are, are telling you that you need to leave your job. Sometimes those changes are telling you that you need to leave your partner. Sometimes those changes tell you that your life has been overthought and that the things that would make you most happy are the things that you've avoided saying the whole time. Now, this is another subject, and I think as we go on, there's definitely going to be more podcasts overlapping on subjects before, because we've definitely spoken about saying yes to yourself. But I think right now, what I'm talking about is acknowledging your feelings and not being afraid to express those feelings to other people and to yourself. The I thinks, the I feel likes, the maybes, have driven you 
to a place where you don't feel like you matter. They've pushed you into a position where you feel that your opinion doesn't count in the grand scheme of things. If you're looking at the whole world from outside, you're right. But that's not how our world is presented to us. You're listening to me right now in your car, on headphones, maybe just on your phone out loud. Please don't do that on a bus. But your, your, your perception, your perspective, your situation is unique to every one of the other 7.25 billion people on the planet. Only you are in exactly the position you are now. Only you have taken in the media that you've taken in at the scale you've taken it in. And only you have created the thoughts, the feelings, the, the uh, I, I would almost call it a biome of experiences, of, of, of life. And only you can speak from that perspective. So why would you take the power away from that? Focus is a Patreon-supported podcast. I want to thank you for listening this week, uh, especially since I'm sure there was a lot of weird background noise. I told my cat no something earlier, and he was a little upset with me. One of these days, I'll get a recording booth, I promise. Just the same, thank you again for listening. I want to, I want to thank our uh, Patreon supporters, Anastasia Beaverhausen, Vigilanthe, The White Prince, and Enrique Ramos for, for your continued support. You keep the lights on here. And I, I really do mean that in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, as focus expands to, to kind of meet my needs, I guess it seems weird to think about that way. But, but as I, I, I start to evolve this into the thing that I wanted to see, I, I know that, that um, one of the things that settles my mind is that I don't have to worry about where the money for the website is going to come from. Um, things definitely are going to get a little more complicated especially as the big changes that are coming up are coming up. I can't wait to tell you about those, uh, and I will. Not this Friday, and not on the 26th, but the, the week after there. I, I get to un unveil the grand scheme of plans and the big changes that we're making. Uh, I've opened up Focus, by Focus on Front Sight, which is a YouTube channel slash uh, portion of the website. We're going to be documenting my discovery of uh, competition shooting and, and, and how... Um, how to get into something like that because I think I've always been intimidated and it's never really bothered me to be intimidated by something, but without a real guide, I always felt like I wasn't allowed to do something like that. It's a, it's kind of a weird culture thing. But now that, uh, that I've had my introduction to that, I feel like I can kind of speak to a few experiences that I, uh, felt, uh, controlled by, stopped by and, uh, and, and hopefully I can, you know, also present a perspective for other people. I, I, I know I have a weird perspective on, uh, on, on those subjects. Focus on travel is, uh, is a little blog that's a dormant, but, but that'll be coming back up uh, as we do a little bit of traveling. One of the things that I wanted to do was, uh, was, was kind of take notes about all of the things I've seen everywhere. And it would be easier if I had the time to process those things, but even just being on the road, um, driving on the motorcycle for a couple of hours, uh, really gives you a, a chance to clear your mind and think about that. So there will probably be uh, something along those lines coming up shortly. And I hope to have a more solidly built platform available so that we can communicate on things. And it, it won't just be uh, this one-sided conversation, at least for the most part. We'll see. 
We'll see. Uh, if you'd like to talk to me or or have anything you'd like to say or add to this conversation, you can always um, create a video, make a podcast, uh, whatever the response wants to be. You can even just email me, ron at focusbycisco.com. You can always check out what's going on at focusbycisco.com. Um, otherwise, you can comment on this podcast specifically. I'll try to get back to you. And, uh, and we, can, we can kind of talk about it. You can tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. If, if you think I'm wrong, then I want to hear it because the only way to evolve our positions is to be wrong. And I'm happy to be wrong. Just the same, if you decide to share this with anyone, I hope you do so because it meant something to you, not because you think they need to hear it. In, in the meantime, as, as we prepare to do all these big things, and I, I change my life, I'll see you when the plot requires it. But until next time, be excellent to each other.